Hey, Michael, I am very excited today to turn this around and talk to you. Um, awesome. And I want to go into accounting more specifically, because um, here at Hemlane, that is a huge focus for 2024. And um, there's two parts of the accounting, obviously, there's the software or Excel, whatever you're using um, to track all your transactions, um, hopefully it's software. Um, but the second part is the service and the bookkeeping. And so the question for you, Michael, that I have, and you know, it's it's great because you came from sales, you didn't come from an accounting or finance background, mm -hmm. is how and when do you think about getting a bookkeeper for your rental properties? And what was that kind of process and journey um, for you? Yeah, so bookkeeping is one of those underappreciated, um, I don't know if I want to call it a task, maybe an activity. It, it's something that it really boils down to how complex your entity structure is, at least in my opinion, right? If you're one of those folks that follow some of the rules about, I have one LLC or entity per building, it gets really complex really quick because you have to have separation and all of that. Uh, if you are somebody that maybe is is just starting out and you're buying the first couple in your name, maybe not as detailed, but at some point, um, you absolutely a need software in the beginning, right? If you just have one house, it was your you're an accidental landlord, right? You you got a great rate, you stayed, you moved, you're you're in the same city, you're doing self management, you know, maybe the service of a bookkeeper isn't key. But don't don't get it twisted that the taxes around being a landlord are important. It's not a cash cash, uh, you know, it's not just cash based. There is capitalization and all of those things which are important, which not a lot of people understand what could be capitalized versus what's an expense. Um, income streams, you know, are, are important deposits. What do you do with those? Uh, there are a lot of things uh, where a bookkeeper would be helpful if that's not your background. Uh, for me, it it really goes down to when do I have multiple properties or e if you have multiple entity structures, like one per building or, or whatever, I'm not recommending that, but I know some people do. Um, that's when it becomes paramount because you don't want to mix commingle funds as they call it. Uh, so it's really, really important, you know, how, how complex your, your entity structure is, in my opinion. Yeah. One thing you said um, that is really interesting is as you become a real estate investor and buy more properties, you have to understand the accounting and mm -hmm. financial statements. Mm -hmm. And you don't actually, unless you took finance or accounting courses, which most have not, I don't think, mm -hmm. um, you don't really understand it. And so you're right. When you talk about deposits, you know, they don't know that's on like the balance sheet, right? Yeah, it's a liability. liability. Right? Yeah. And, yep. and certain things like that. And so um, as an investor, I mean, how did you kind of think about that going from sales into full-time real estate investing? Um, what was that journey like? And how did you think about, hey, do I need to be a subject matter expert or do I need to hire someone who is and allow them to teach me this kind of th this stuff? Yeah, the beauty, as you know, is, is I'm one member of a two-member team. My deal was finding capital and securing uh, deals. Olivia was operations and she does have a finance background, MBA. Oh, great. Uh, so I was, uh, I was spoiled. I've been spoiled my whole life, but Olivia spoils me. But yeah, she ran the business. She ran the numbers. She was very comfortable with that, with her, her degree and background. Um, I had to learn. Uh, we did like quarterly reviews. We would talk every Friday, like date night, 
you know, family, you know, we'd do sushi. That was our thing, right? We'd do with our daughter. So she would hear us talking about money and whatnot. So I got some of it there. But really, when we sat back and did quarterly reviews, I started to understand because to me, to me, it was always a cash business. We just put on a $12,000 roof. What do you mean I can't write all that off? What What do you mean I got to, you know, depreciate that over, you know, the life, whatever, right? Yeah. So I just learned a lot of, I learned a lot of things by um, being in the business. Uh, but the day-to-day -day operations, again, I was spoiled. Thanks, thanks to Olivia. That, that's what she did since day one, since we just had one property, Norris Drive. Uh, she actually worked with our accountant. And there is a difference, right? We have a we have an account that we file our taxes with. Olivia would run the books. She would summarize uh, the books. She would actually give me a report to take the accountant. Uh, and if there were any questions, they would do that together. But I, but over the years, you know, I might have a a B minus understanding of it now, uh -huh. <laughs> where Olivia is an A plus. Yeah, I, what I think is really cool about um, today. Um, is how technology is so much helping with that. Yes. So not only like bank reconciliation, but also categorization. It's getting smarter and can learn, okay, this we know should be a capital expense. This yeah. one is just maintenance and repair, Home Depot, you know, $30, let's code it to that. And so I think it's really cool the future, how it can basically... I think one of the insights for me is like with capital expenses you had mentioned and how you have to depreciate them over a certain period of time, having technology help yes. you do that and say, oh, this um, IRS will say this needs to be depreciated over three years or five years or whatever it is yep. and teaches you how to do it. And then you can actually physically see the numbers and be like, oh, that's yes. what it, it divides, yeah. in, you know, five years or whatever it is. And so I, I think I, it's Cool, you can I would, use software yeah. to help. Yeah, I think this. I think I, I knowing where Hemlane's likely to go, or or is there already? Frankly, um, like take the roof example, right? You put in a roof charge. My stupid brain thought the twelve thousand would fall to the bottom line. It absolutely doesn't. Right, yeah. that has to be depreciated over the life of the roof, which I think was twenty seven and a half years or something like that. And you can see the numbers roll out, right? Yeah. Yeah, you could, you could, and then you could probably put up a little blurb, pull up the IRS tax code or whatever you wanted to, and say. Well, this is why, right? You know, when you're when you're calculating your profit and loss as a real estate investor, that twelve grand is not going to fall to the bottom line, but you're going to get that benefit over the next X amount of years. So I think it would really help people learn quicker um, and be able to ask questions. And then if you had the alert there or pop up or whatever you want to call it, and they wanted more, right? You could do another link to like irs.gov yeah. and you know have them go down that rabbit hole. That that would be. Um, that would be a way of giving somebody the accounting 101 if they want it. Yeah. At the point of execution. That could be pretty yeah. fun. Um, Michael, you're hired. You're doing exactly what our design team is doing right ah. now. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's funny. That's funny. But yeah, I think I think that is uh that's important. And you know, sometimes, you know, in, in real estate game, there will be options, right? A roof is obviously going to be depreciated, but maybe there's some things like doors or other things where maybe you have an option, right? When I talk to our accountant at the end of the year, there are some expenses. It's like, do you want an expense or do you want to capitalize it? Yeah. And, and sometimes capitalize the right. I want to be clear on this. When I was a W-2 employee, I'm no longer a W-2 employee. I did not get the benefit of being a real estate professional. So having a loss, a bigger loss in a year meant nothing to me. It was, it would just be carry forward. Yep. So for years, 
I chose to capitalize anything at the margins, right? Where I had an option, I would capitalize it. Now that I'm a real estate professional and haven't had a W-2 job for six years, I can tell you, I now take everything as an expense at the margins because I want it to fall to the bottom line. So there's just all these things you can do and in, in, in tweak. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And that strategy is so important in knowing where you are and where your books are and holistically where what your financials look like now and where you want to be, you know, in three or five years to actually make those decisions and set up what we call those are like the guidelines or policies up front to yep. make sure that you are um, depreciating or, um, uh, well, basically I should say capitalizing or writing um, it off as an expense. Exactly. Yeah. There are, so, there are lots of things, lots of legal things that you could do as uh, a real estate owner, uh, but you have to understand the implications because once you've made the selection, you're not going back. Yeah. Right? You've, you've made the choice. Um, like I, like, Again, we're writing stuff off still, I would assume. I think it's true. We're on decisions I made a decade ago. Yeah. Right. So um that that there's a lot of decisions. So so Hemlane is what I hear you telling me, Dana, is Hemlane is taking on the challenge of adding more bookkeeping counting and education around that. Is that what I should assume from this conversation? That's correct. All of the above. So before um we had it where you could very quick, like add expense, you know, add any, yeah. anything to the transactions. You can also like mark something as paid if you've requested rent and they've paid offline. But now we're actually doing the bank sync, the credit card sync, the reconciliation for you. And then adding that smart categorization in there, the rules mm. for you. Um, So that's a huge focus of ours right now. And we're really excited to share it with you in the upcoming weeks here. Oh, did you say weeks? Weeks. Well, uh, the the first launch will be in January. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just got excited for a minute. So sometime in January. January, let's be clear, January 2024. That's correct. Yeah, not January 2025. Okay, cool. All right, Dana, this is going to be fun. If somebody wanted to get a trial of him, Lane, and play with it, see what's going on, uh, where do they go for that? You can go to www.hemlane.com um, and just mention uh, one rental at a time for 20% off your first year. Um, but you do have a free trial. So if you have a vacancy or a tenant in your property, go through it, play around with it, yeah. um, and see the value that it creates for you. Folks, it's the holiday season. You know you're going to have families coming over and they're going to have nothing to do. So go get the trial. You be the landlord, they be the tenants. Let's see what kind of chaos we can create. Folks, Christmas time. Take care. Thanks, Dana. Thanks, Michael.